Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today? Wonderful. Wonderful. How are you? Buddy, if I was any better, I'd be twins. Uh, we got a big show here today, man. I, I we got a lot of stuff for, for another one of these middle of May or middle of, end of April, middle of May shows where we've got no playoffs to speak of in any sports that we talk about on here. We do have the NFL draft that actually starts tomorrow, which if you're listening to this, it's either today or has already started because we record on Wednesday nights. Uh, the draft is Thursday, the 29th of April. So we're not going to do too much on the draft. And the reason for that is because we don't talk a ton of football on here until we do a little bit of Bengals talk, you know, uh, a few shows. So maybe in a, maybe, maybe in a future episode, we'll get some, some updates and some talk a little bit about the Bengals draft, but you know what? Let's have some fun today. We got Josh blue is the comedy special. We've got, Mount Rushmore board games. We've got some uh, Major League Baseball talk. We've got we've got YouTubers boxing like crazy, brothers, and we've got a fight that just ended, and we got another fight that we just got a date for. And of course, we will always, for now on, start off with my favorite segment, which is walking stories with Crack a Thug. Adam, tell us about your latest walk. Yes, sir. Well, I'm walking uh, same uh, same sort of in the same neighborhoods, of course, mostly. And uh, I, I I found myself telling a few people about some of these things, and I've, I'm getting the feeling, I'm getting the sense that people who are not that I've talked to that are not from around the same neighborhood that I'm in have a pretty bleak picture about what my neighborhood is like. Yeah, yes, they do. <laughs> Dude, if you tell somebody where you live and in, in, if you say those those areas of town, they're like, oh, what are you doing there? <laughs> yeah. And then when I tell them stories about what I see on my walks, they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm glad I'm not there. I'm, I don't want to be anywhere. on. Why the are road. you? Why are you walking? <laughs> yeah, that's right. probably what they're saying. Today's story is not going to help those people because uh, I frequently you know, I walk the same streets a lot and a business that I pass most days on my walk is a gun store on, on the corner. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I'm walking pads been there for, for, since I was a little kid, as long as I can remember to a corner of North Bend and, uh, in, in Harrison. Yes. Correct. Yes. Cool. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm walking by there the other day. Didn't that just get robbed? Like uh, a few years back, didn't the gun store oh, get robbed? I possibly. Yep. It's uh, I. Yeah, actually, I forgot about that. I think you might be right. Yeah. So, and here's the thing: it may have been robbed again because I'm I'm walking by and just kind of not really paying much attention, but looking down at the sidewalk because that's how I walk, slumped over, <laughs> looking at the sidewalk like I'm like I'm Eeyore, and uh, I noticed some broken glass, and uh, I got the. <laughs> So two of the walls on this business, the length of the store basically are on the corner and they are all glass. They, well, the, the top half of those walls are glass, a lot of glass, glass front store, basically. So I look up and there's a, a piece of wood covering part of one of those panes of glass with a mark where a bullet hole entered, <laughs> entered or exited. It's a gun store. We don't know. 
Yeah, we don't know. That very well could have been an exit. It could, it could have been an exit. That's right. Um, so anyway, that's basically it. Uh, the the I don't know if irony is the right thing, paradox or something uh, of a bullet hole in the front window of a gun store. Um, and and speaking of that, I have to say that that is my second favorite gun store in the universe. Can you tell me the first? Yes, I can. Uh, it is the gun store that uh, John Lithgow works in and uh, Harry and the Hendersons. So. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, there you go. He doesn't even want to work there anyway. It's his dad's store and he hates it with a passion and his dad annoys the living daylights out of him. All he wants to do is draw, right? Well, didn't he want to be an artist or something like that? He's an incredible artist. He, he, he made the rendering of Harry and, and yep. nobody else, everybody else was making these draw. And as a matter of fact, he made the drawing. It was incredible. It was perfect. And his dad's like, nope, it's not vicious enough. Everybody had the picture of, of this vicious beast. They didn't know Harry. They didn't know Harry that, they, that it was gentle enough to eat a corsage, a, a 16th birthday corsage right out of the right out of the refrigerator, you know, on the first night there. One of the nicest, one of the nicest big feats, big feats, big foots. <laughs> yeah. That you'll ever. Uh, one of the nicest big feats. You'll ever meet in your life. And just the eyes when he look at when he looks at you with those with those puppy eyes. Oh, my goodness, Harry. Harry, Harry and Henderson's greatest, uh, one of the top. That is one, once again, Adam constantly bringing up old Schmidt household staples, absolute staples in the Schmidt household. I own that movie on DVD, purchased it as an adult. And I had to get, this was years ago now, but I had to, I forget where I got it from, but I had to, the DVD, they didn't make the DVD yet. That the, the DVD of Harry and Henderson's was not made yet. I had to sign up and wait for them to produce the first DVD of Harry and the Hendersons, however many years ago. I sent Adam a text of a picture of my TV screen when Harry and the Hendersons was on during COVID this year. And immediately he came back with, uh, I believe he sent me a picture of the DVD case or something <laughs> like that. Like he, like, cause he owned it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Great. Um, we should do a Mount Rushmore of Schmidt, uh, movie classics is what we should do. <laughs> Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, wow. absolutely <laughs> on there. Uh, um, Harry and the Hendersons. Anyway, all right. So That's it. those two, Teen Wolf and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, done. Oh, speaking of Teen Wolf, speaking of Teen Wolf, I cannot wait till the end of this show when we get to do the comedy segment. I am so excited about it. So it's I. not even funny because I 100% agree with mr josh blue that there should be repercussions for going back and forth in the future that much <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll get to that later we will get to that later um let's talk about what do you want to talk about first but we got mayweather paul we got a few other things what do you want to get into first i have a question for you um I, i'm always interested to hear your opinions on baseball related things um and, and especially because i know that you have strong feelings about some of the rule changes from the last couple of years here. And yes. there's one in particular that, that uh, came up that I, I don't think people certainly baseball, I don't think took the time to think about. Um, and that is that. So when they play double headers for the last, for last season and this season, they're seven and in games, you've, you've been on record, you are on wax saying you do not care for that. 
I hate I can't stand seven inning games. It's the stupidest thing in the entire world. I don't care if you got two. Let's play two. Play two, play two games. Every game is nine innings. Why are we all of a sudden cutting down, cutting them down? I know well, why we're doing it. Well, it's COVID. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, co- <laughs> well, COVID's over. And <laughs> I love when people just say, well, it's COVID. Well, it's COVID. Like, that's a yeah, that's a legit reason for that, anything. Because <laughs> let's be honest, that's how a lot of things have started. That's why a lot of things have been changing. That's the original, the original thought process. It's, it's COVID. I just had this conversation today. Well, it's COVID. It's COVID. Well, it always turns out, well, you know what? It was something that somebody's been wanting to do for a while, and they just used COVID as the excuse, and now it's just continuing to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so anyway, they are playing seven-inning doubleheaders. Um, so the second, this past Sunday, Sunday of, of this past weekend, uh, great podcast by Theo Bond, by the way, this past weekend. Um, but this past Sunday, two things, two things in baseball happened. This first one, Madison Bumgarner, pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, threw a complete game shutout, did not give up any hits in the second of a do- second game of a doubleheader. So he pitched seven innings. Gave up no hits, no runs, complete game. He does not get credit for a no hitter because apparently, I guess the rule book states nine innings specifically. Okay. So when you first told me about this today and told me that you did not want to hear what I thought about it right away, I didn't know all the details that you just gave me. I did not know that they were not giving him credit for a no hitter. And that is my question to you. Do you think that's right? Should he get now, credit for the no-hitter? Now I'm just upset with baseball because they don't even know what they're doing anymore. Baseball is so caught up in itself and lost in all its minutia bullcrap with making the game faster and making the game safer or doing kids playing or whatever they want to do. They're so intertwined with positives and negatives of both that they can't make up their mind what they even want anymore. If you're going to decide that seven innings is a game, I think it's stupid when everybody else is playing nine innings, but you're going to play a double header and that one's going to be seven. That's ridiculous. It's dumb. Makes no sense that just because you're playing two games in one day that you are going to make the rules different from every other game you play in that season. I've already said how stupid I think that is. But if that's the rule and that's the game, then that's a complete game, no hit shutout. I I don't I think it's dumb. I disagree with the rule in general. But if you're gonna make that a game, that's a game. What what I, this is what I'm talking about with baseball right now. I've had I've just had this I had again another conversation I had today with a guy was what is baseball doing? They have they get in their own way more than more than the NFL who gets in its own way quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what I think about it. What do you think about it? So, well, then I, I think we agree. So you're saying he should get credit for a no hitter. If, if, if you cap the game at seven innings, that's the most, you, the game is over in seven innings. If that's going to be the rule, then, and you gave up, you pitched the entire game, gave up no hits Adam, has to be, my, hitter, right. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Did he pitch the whole game? He pitched the whole game. Did he give up a hit? He gave up zero hits. Was the game ended because of rain or for any reason besides it was the end of the game? That it was the end of the scheduled game. 
that it was the end of the scheduled game, no other reason. That's a game he know through a no hitter. That's a no hitter. Like that's it's that simple. That's stupid. It's ridiculous that he that they would even make the rule that it's seven innings. It makes <laughs> zero sense that they're even. Ch- that's like saying that's like saying all right. Well, here's the deal, buddy. We're working today. Um, uh, well, let's see here. Let's let's figure it out. All right, I I install I install TVs in people's houses. Or I don't know. I, yeah, I install TVs in people's houses. We'll go with that. Today, we've got two TVs to do. So I'm only putting half the screws in. But it's okay. I'm only putting half the screws in the wall when I put the TV up because today we're doing two TVs. So we got to make it faster. So in order to do that, I'm not going to do all the work that I need to do. No, that was a terrible, absolutely horrible example but I couldn't think of anything else on the spot. And I looked up and saw a TV hanging on the wall. So that's what happened. But I think you get my point. I do. I do. And, and, and we don't, we don't need to get back into the whole seven inning game thing or not. I just wanted to make sure, I just wanted to see your opinion in a seven inning game, whether Madison Bumgarner should get credit for the no hitter. And okay. Well, my answer is because major league baseball is, stupid the answer is yes but i also disagree with the entire premise of the seven inning note doubleheader so i don't even know how to truly answer it but i'm going to go with yes even even though i'm still upset about it gotcha okay in another part of the country on sunday in baseball the cincinnati reds played the st louis cardinals Uh, yes great Yes. How, 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 how much fun is it when there's energy and there's, and there's a little rivalry, right? I love a little bit of rivalry. Lakers, Lakers, Celtics, you know what I mean? Uh, Yankees, Red Sox, Reds, Cardinals. I love it. What we got? What happened? I didn't even see the game. You put, uh, you put Reds, Cardinals up with those first two, eh? Right. Uh, no, absolutely not. Okay. I put those two on a different pedestal, but I'm saying that it's, I, that I, was, I was using that as a rivalry example, and this is now a rivalry. And we've already had an incident in a Reds Cardinal series this year. Yes, yes, we've talked about this many times with Kirk Casale and um, I don't know somebody Mayweather or something. Who's what was his name? Howard or uh, I was exactly. talking about the Castellanos. Uh... Who did I say? Kirk Casale. Well, Kirk Casale doesn't even play for the Reds anymore, so <laughs> it probably wasn't him. It was definitely <laughs> Castellanos, who's what I meant to say. <laughs> Okay, so in this game on Sunday, um, Jack Flair, Reds, first of all, let me tell you, are in, because I think this is important, are six games deep into a losing streak already. Yep, at they're this playing, point. At this point. So they're playing playing Sunday in St. Louis, trying to avoid a seven-game losing streak. Jack Flaherty, one of the best young pitchers in the games on the mound. For Absolutely. The on, the, on, on my uh, great starting pitcher for my fantasy baseball team. Very nice. Good, good pick. Um, he three, four, five pitches into the at bat third inning. I want to say something like that. Uh, there's, there's a ball that gets away from him. It sails up, gets Jonathan India in the helmet. Pretty, pretty solid, like ear flap, almost middle helmet, kind of high mm-hmm. ear flap a little bit. Um, you know, knocks the helmet off. India goes down right away. Turns out to be more scary than anything, I think. But he got hit. 
he was not happy about it. Um, if you saw Jack Flaherty's reaction, I don't know if you saw that, but immediately he like turned his back, went down, like, like, like turned his back to it, went down, like put his hands on his knees. Like he was upset. Sure, He squatted down upset. Yeah. 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 He, he didn't, he didn't, that, that he didn't mean make it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, everything clears up. India goes down to first. He's was okay. it a fastball? Was it a fastball? I uh, I think so. Okay, think. so that's insane. Wow, because if I can remember, if I remember some of our go. conversations, they they usually started with he's a major league baseball player. If he was throwing a fastball, he doesn't miss. Major league baseball players don't miss by that much. I'm pretty sure that was your argument, and I said the complete opposite. I said what you literally the words that just came out of your head. Sometimes a pitch gets away from a guy. And that's exactly how you started this. I love so that. We, I just want to, I just, I don't want to get into this. I just want to be clear that that happened. Let me be clear that what we were talking about the first time when we talked about that was a clear purpose pitch that hit a guy on purpose. No, Whichever no, no. one we were talking about, I guarantee. I, anyway. I agree with you that it was probably a purpose hit. All I'm saying is in those arguments, you made the argument that a major league baseball player doesn't miss by that much. And obviously, you just stated that that can't happen. Okay. So, I lose. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> the umpires get together. Jonathan and India goes down to first. The umpires get together and talk for a few minutes. They decide to warn both benches. Okay? Pretty standard when a guy gets hit like that. Uh. There's so they they did not eject Flaherty because the rule states that it's all about intention. So you can eject a guy right away without a warning if there's intention. But if there's a, a situation like that, both benches are supposed to be warned or can be warned. So they they warn both benches. Well, David Bell, Reds manager, is furious furious and i'm not positive whether he was mad that they are not going to get the opportunity to either either retaliate or if he feels like the inside is going to be taken away from his guys now because of they're going to be looking for you know for for purpose pitches or, or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. but he was just absolutely furious god bless you sorry I couldn't get no. to the mute button fast enough. Totally fine. Totally fine. Um, is David Bell comes out is is just outraged, gets tossed almost immediately. <clears throat> uh, by the way, the guy that the guy that warned both benches and I think that tossed him, your guy, Country Joe West. Yes. Um, <laughs> So I'm sure David Bell had a little extra fire in him because it was Joe. Everybody does. Sure. Uh, so I, I just, my question to you, I guess, is after that way too long setup, did David Bell get tossed on purpose? I mean, was it, was it out of frustration because of the losing streak and because he doesn't feel like it's fair? Did he get tossed on purpose to try to light a fire under his guys because of the losing streak? Um, do you think that's a purposeful thing or do you think he was just abs- because of those reasons that I said, or any other reason he was just that mad. 
that's tough uh, to say because I didn't see, I didn't see it. And a lot of times you can kind of tell when when an umpire or when a manager is going out there just to fire his team up because he'll go out there and just be crazy. And that's usually get your team on top of things. If you're going out there to argue because something was wrong, you're usually not going to be doing something over the top because you want a chance to get your point out. So you, so as a manager, you're going to go out there and immediately start talking directly to the umpire about what you think you did wrong in a manner to where you need to get your point across because it was wrong. Now, eventually you might go off the deep end if he says something or, you know, then things could get crazy from there, but it's the initial way you come out. Right. And, and the problem is, is you're telling me Joe West tossed him. So he could have came out there and just said, Joe, you're effing crazy, and Joe tossed him. Or he could have came out there and been going bananas and deserved to get tossed. I didn't see it. Hard to say. I can tell you if it's me in the middle of a six-game losing streak, guy gets hit in the head, we get warned for something that hasn't – that was the second game of that series, right? Or was that the third game of the series? That was the third game of the series. There hasn't been an issue all series. I mean, obviously, the earlier in the season, the you know, the very first series of the, which has, of the year. Which has a little to, to do, to do it. 100% it does. Yes, I totally, I'm totally with you on that. But nothing has happened in the first two games of the series that we're currently in, right, which is a month later almost. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you think, and this is where I'm coming from, if you think at this point in time, the third game of this series, there's been nothing going on in this series, this current series, if you feel like you need to warn the benches, then you feel there's intent. And if you feel there's intent, he, he should never be warned. He hit him in the head. He should be gone. That would be my argument as a manager. And I'd be pretty pissed about that because if you, obviously, like you said, I, and I've said a million times, a pitch can get away from, from somebody. It, 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 it absolutely happens. Absolutely happens. Do I think Flaherty was trying to hit India in the head? No, I don't think that. Anytime you see a a guy drop to his knees, it's not that he's, oh, crap, I meant to hit him in his butt, but I hit him in the head. It's not that. It's, oh, crap, I didn't mean to hit that guy. And then on top of the fact that you hit him in the head. So anyway, besides the point, if I'm a manager, I'm more upset about that because there's, to me, Either it was an it was an accident, and you know, in in that case, there's no need to, to warn anybody because nothing's going on. If my pitcher goes out and hits somebody, absolutely benches need to be warned because now we're getting into a hit 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 hit. Let's just go try to hurt as many people as we can, which we've all said that's stupid, right? That's dumb. So. I understand that. But if everybody on the field agrees that if Joe West doesn't make any big deal about it at all and just says, take your base, make sure the guy's okay, then hopefully it ends right there. It should end right there, especially if Flaherty's, you know, is, is, it's obviously did not mean to do it. So if you're warning the benches, you think there was intent that there should not be a warning. He hit my guy in the head. He should be gone because of the previous things that have happened. If you think there was intent, that's my, that's what I would be arguing. I don't necessarily know that it would be a lot of fire under some, under the team. In that case, even though you, you're on a six game losing streak in that case, it's my guy just got hit in the head and we just got warned and we're not going to, like you said, we're not going to get the inside. If, if 
if a pitch gets away from one of my guys. It's okay if a pitch gets away from your guy and hits him in the head. But now if a pitcher gets away from my guy, he's thrown, he's tossed, and I'm tossed, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I got gotcha. you. That's how I take it. What do you think he did? I, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I, from, from the umpire's perspective, um, I can kind of see where it might be the best thing overall because if to, to protect, even if it was, you know, even if everybody knows that there was no intent we still got hit in the head. We're still really frustrated because we're on a six game streak and we've been in the last few years involved in a lot of things like that, where we're getting hit, we're hitting people, Cardinals, pirates. We we've dealt with that a lot the last few years. Mm -hmm. And there are enough guys on this team that have been involved in that stuff that are still around that are, you know, Mir Garrett gets in the game later on. You're in trouble. No, okay, let's not start with that. Oh, um, yeah. No, but uh, I, I can I can see though it might be important to it, it might make sense to protect just in case. Even though they the Reds know that he didn't mean to do it, we still had a guy get hit in the head. We're still on this losing streak. We're still frustrated something might happen. Somebody, a, a, a pitcher might come in out of the bullpen later in the game and, and feel You're like taking Joe West side. You are taking, listen, you are taking that old crazy man side. I, yeah. You mean, you mean Joe West, the most misunderstood, gentle hearted, uh, wonderful, one of the best umpires in the history of baseball. Definite Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a Hall of Famer after he won the lawsuit against Paula Duca for sure. A Hall of Famer. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 but I, I, I legitimately do think I'm, you know, trying to think from the umpire's perspective, you just want to make sure something else doesn't happen because one more guy that gets hit is one more too many, you know, and, and just to make sure that nobody gets any ideas you might have to do that. I don't know. I kind of understand that. And I also kind of, I also definitely understand why David Bell would be upset about that. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard thing because it, it kind of makes sense both ways. You know, you know, you know what, you know, another thing that makes it hard is major league baseball makes this hard because for years, just like in basketball, if you come down and you do something, you get into the paint, you know, too easily for too many times, you're going to get knocked down. You used to get knocked down. When you got into the paint the next time, major league baseball, if you hit a home run and you stared at it too long or you bat flipped or you did something the pitcher didn't like, you're going to get hit the next time. And that was the end of it. And then the leagues start making rules against these things. And when the, it, you know, for years it was okay to police themselves and they kind of let, then they make rules to kind of let you police yourself, but they also want, they also want the kids to have all this energy and to play. They want them to do that, but they also want to protect, you know, the, the hitters as well. They don't want the hitters to be getting hit at all. Well, then we – here's – that's what I'm saying is if that's the case and you're going to be that way, then there shouldn't be a warning. There shouldn't be a warning. If you think there's any intent at all, then it's got – that guy's got to go immediately. If you're trying to protect – 
the hitters and you want them to showboat and do all that, then you need to start sending a message to the pitchers. Look, get better. Don't hit them in the head. Look, I disagree with that because, you know, you, you can get a ball can get away from you sometimes. Ball, ball, can, ball can just get out of, you know, come out of the side of your hand. Or Major League Baseball or player, man. Yeah, exactly. I love that so much. I love that. <laughs> I, 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 I made a horrible argument against a man. Uh, I think that was the Urania deal when we were talking about that. I think that was the Urania thing. Was it that thing. long ago? That yeah, was... I, think it, I think it was like, I think it was not, not during COVID, but the year before when I think that was it when he, cause he specifically said, yeah, the ball just got away from me. The ball got away from me. And everybody was like, okay, well, it's obviously, well, obviously it's not. Right. <laughs> and then you, the, that, that, that's the only reason I started getting excited about that one, because now I'm not arguing the fact that the guy hit the guy I'm now I'm arguing the fact that yes, the ball gets away from major league hitters, pitchers. All right. Anyway, it's going to come back up sometime again. In, oh my God. <laughs> A hundred million times, I guarantee it, absolutely, because this is the thing that we talk about probably the most when it comes to baseball. I feel like that's just the only thing that comes up anymore. Just let them all fight each other, and whoever wins, that's who wins the World Series. Let's make it all combat fight, like, I don't know, like uh, like Jake Paul and uh, who did he just fight? I just had it in my head. Ben Askren. Tell me, did you, did you buy the Triller, the Triller package? To see Snoop, they had a big lineup in here, dude. Diplo was in, was on this. They had Justin Bieber on this thing. They had a big lineup on here. Snoop had like this West Coast. So, so this concert. was a concert. This was a concert. Yeah, it was a concert with like six boxing matches mixed oh. inside of it. They had boxing matches at a concert. Yeah, it's crazy, and it? it's this new thing Mike Tyson's doing. I don't know if you heard it. It's these 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 terrible concerts. With like three out of six good fights, were there three good fights? Yeah. Oh, well, this one I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I didn't buy it. To answer last question, time, yeah, I didn't buy it, and I wouldn't have paid one dollar for it. This one I wouldn't have paid for, right? And I'm going to tell you, I bought the first the first one because Tyson was fighting, mm-hmm. and I keep hearing he's going to fight again. I don't know who's fighting or when the fight's going to be, but he will fight again in this Triller deal, and I'm excited. When that happens, I'm buying it again. I know it was just a couple old dudes out there in the ring, but I want to see Mike Tyson knock somebody out again. That's all I care about. So that being said, Ben Askren got knocked the F out by Jake Paul, who is a YouTube and run his mouth, son of a gun, trying to get in a fight with every MMA fighter he can find because it makes total sense, right? He needs to make money. He, he, he's not doing this unless he's making money. Okay. Of course. So he is a, you know, a step, maybe an amateur boxer or a novice boxer or whatever you want to call it. But he is a professional boxer. The man trains his butt off and he's not bad. He's not great or good, but he's not bad. So in order to make the fight worth something, he can't just fight some unknown other bad boxer. He needs to fight a name, but he can't fight the best boxers because that would be ridiculous. He's going to get his head kicked in. So what does he do? So smart. He, he goes and he beats up, he beats up a basketball player. Nate Robinson. 
Nate Robinson. And then he comes out and beats up a completely out of shape Ben Askren. That dude came in looking fat. He looked he beat, fat. Did you see anything? I No, I, I didn't. But he beat up a wrestler. Ben Askren is, he fought oh, 100%. MMA. He fought he MMA. Was, he was an Olympic wrestler. World-class wrestler. Yeah, and he, he got he into MMA old. that way. So he's exactly. not a striker. He's not, he was never a good striker in MMA. Now, now to, 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 to give Jake Paul some credit, he has come out against two of the best strikers and tried to, and he, uh, what's his name? Daniel Cormier said when he, next time he sees him in public, he's going to slap him in the face. And he saw him in public and they got it all on video. And he, Jake Paul's, let's go smack me. Let's see what happens. And of course, you know, it's what these guys do. They run their mouth to pick, make fights bigger. They're smart. They know what they're doing. They're smart people, bud. That fight, that fight would be a good fight because Daniel Cormier is a striker. That's what he's known for. So is that Usman kid who might kill somebody with his hand one day because he hits so hard. But the difference is, I was listening to Max Kellerman today, and he goes, he said, Jake Paul's so smart because even if you fight some of the best strikers in MMA, the strikers in MMA are have big punches, right? But they're not they're not training as a boxer every day. Right. So what 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 makes what makes a boxer different from a, a a good boxer from a great striker in the UFC? He was saying is defense, head movement, head placement, things like that. That's something that a boxer is going to be working on all the time, and those guys aren't. So that's the difference. I'm going to tell you right now, it's like anything else in the world. If you put a boxer and any other combat fighter in the middle of a ring and you use boxing rules, the boxer is going to win 98% of the time, I'd say. Yeah, without question. And this to me, this to me is, is like you and I, if, if we had if we had, uh, you know, 10 million people that listen to this podcast every week and we were, we would be famous and, and, and then they put us in the ring. That's the same thing. Like there's no, these guys don't really have any business now. Jake Paul. No, no, no. Now hold on. I'm going to tell you right now, these two, these two brothers, Jake and Logan Paul. And I told you this before that Nate Robinson fight. Cause you were telling me you were hoping Nate Robinson whooped him. And I said, I hope Nate Robinson does too. But this Jake Paul, I've been watching him train, and the kid is actually, I mean, he he's a trained boxer. He is. He's a trained boxer. He's had he's got nothing fights. else to do. He's had three fights. He's he's fought. He hasn't fought any professional boxers. No, he isn't. Um, and he's only fought one professional fighter. <laughs> um, I'm not. That's but, not the point. He has to make money. He's going to go after what makes him money. Well, he, he's already a millionaire from putting videos on the internet, I guess. Yeah. Um, so is he going to get in a ring with somebody probably better than him and not make nearly as much money? Or is he going to go make a ton of money against somebody that he knows he can beat up? That's easy. Yeah. I'm just saying he doesn't need the money. <laughs> he doesn't have to do this at all. But Nobody he needs the money. He, right. He, he wants to be a boxer and he, yes. he has looked decent he has looked good compared to the people he has been in the ring with so he gets sure. credit for that he's three and oh in boxing matches i don't i don't want to give him uh the i don't want to give him the flowers to say he has he's three and oh as a professional boxer i don't consider that professional boxing but he is three and oh in boxing I'm, fine. I'm fine with that I, but i do think that i would call i would kill i would call him a boxer like he's i i'm not going to 
I, I'm not going to say that the kid is not a professional boxer. I think he could go through a small circuit at a lower level and maybe go, you know, three and six or, or, or six and three, who knows? You know what I mean? Like the guy could, he could come out and be pretty decent or he could come out and just be middle of the road or a little bit bad. But I'm telling you, I do. I, the people that keep talking to him just say, Oh, this YouTuber, this YouTuber, the dude trains and, and has a good bit of athleticism in him mm-hmm. and he's a boxer. So I, we really didn't even really want to talk about this because, but I want, I wanted to bring it up uh, just to move into what's really important, which is the next fight, which is between his brother, his older brother, Logan Paul, who started this whole boxing deal with him and his brother. And Logan uh, is the older one, doesn't run his mouth nearly as much as Jake does, still runs his mouth quite a bit. Um, not nearly as bad as the younger brother. However, he's decided to fight maybe one of the top five boxers of all time. Who's also 50 years old or something like that now. I, yeah, I, don't think, I, I think he's maybe mid-40s, but he... Yeah, he's gonna fight Floyd Mayweather, and this is. By the way, by the way, we talked about Jake Paul, who has has fought three times and has not lost. Logan Paul has fought Uno times, one time against against another YouTuber, not a fighter, another YouTuber, uh, another and YouTuber, lost, and lost that one, and, and has not fought in the last two years since then. I was gonna say it's been two now, years, and is now going to fight, like you said one of the very greatest boxers to ever live. Yes. I, I, a, a guy that I would love to see get knocked out. I, I, he just <laughs> seems like such a, anyway, he, but Every, yes, he had, everybody he, would be okay with whoever gets knocked out here. Everybody would be okay. If anybody gets knocked out here, <laughs> yeah. but it's you not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Exactly. I agree with you. It's not going to happen because it's an exhibition fight. It's an, it's an insult. To me, to to boxing, it's an insult. This is like this is like um, if, like I said, if 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 we had a, a popular podcast and we were famous, and they put me uh, against um, a recently retired all time uh, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, if he was still around, one of those guys, a one on one game. After tele- you had pay-per-view. after you had trained twenty four seven seven days a Not week twenty four seven. Okay, not 24-7. Sorry. I, if I you train every train like actual professional boxers, I I I will bet they probably train a lot and I will one hundred percent put money on that because they've got these like stories they do and they the money that they have, they don't do anything else. That this is literally the only thing these two dudes do, besides make a goofy 10-minute video or something in their house. Everything else is a hundred percent based around this boxing, and it's okay. all X, not X, but it's all professional boxing trainers that that trained legit fighters. They both have legit trainers that push them and train them like actual fighters. That's what I keep trying to explain to people. Like, don't, especially with the Jake Paul thing, because he's smart enough to fight people that he knows he's going to beat up. But like everybody keeps trying to say they're just YouTubers. They're just they're just, you know, podcasters they're 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 more than that but they they're definitely definitely more just like you that's like saying i'm not it's not like saying but you know 
Chris D'Elia's got a podcast, so you know he's just a YouTuber. No, he's a he's a dang gone good comedian, right? Mm-hmm. But or or I take that back. He's a really good comedian, but he's got a podcast. Well, he's put him in the ring against another, not in the ring, put his podcast up against another one. He's a comedian. It's not going to be a very good podcast. No, it's it's a really good podcast. I don't know if that makes any the best sense. Best podcasts or comedy podcasts. <laughs> yes, that is very true. So whatever. Anyway, the point of the matter is just because somebody does one thing does not mean that they can't do something else as well. And, and, and I you know think what? because people hate these, especially our generation, these older, the, 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 the elder millennial or, or the bottom of the Gen X and, and even older because they can't stand that generation and the way that they make money and how it seems like so easy because of what they've done to make money, which seems like they've done nothing and have zero talent that they just automatically want to say, he's, he's not a boxer. He can't, he, he's not training correctly. I'm telling you right now, dude, that is not true. That being said, there's zero chance he beats Mayweather. He's Jake Paul is 6'2, 200 pounds, 76 inch reach. Floyd Mayweather, 5'8, 150, 72 inch reach. None so, of that matters in this they fight. They shouldn't even be fighting for that reason alone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it, it's not going to matter because Jake Paul, the, the reason Floyd Mayweather is 50 and 0 is not because he goes out there and beats people up. It's because he's got the fastest hands you've ever seen in your life, and he's going to hit you with shots. And when he when he throws a punch, he's going to hit you with it. His percentages have always been extremely high. And you can't hit Floyd Mayweather. You won't he is him. the fastest. His head and his hands are as fast as any human being that has ever stepped into a boxing ring. And that is the reason that Floyd Mayweather, even at the age of 40, whatever he is now, will not lose to Jake Paul. I'm a I guarantee you that. This is such a smart fight for Floyd Mayweather because not Jake Paul, Logan Paul, because Logan Paul is going to bring a tremendous amount of pay-per-view uh purchases into this fight. And that right there is another reason that I hate that people keep talking about how bad this is for boxing and disgrace this is for boxing. Boxing is a sport that over the last 10 to 12 years has been all but washed up. You don't hear the heavyweight division has been horrible. You've had Floyd Mayweather, but he never fought the best fighters in their prime. He never got to fight Pacquiao in the prime when they were both in their prime because of all the bullcrap arguing over stupid contract stuff that they had to do. Boxing has been horrible. If anything, boxing needs this. This brings a new, this brings a new um, uh, um, um, era of boxing fans, people that aren't even boxing fans. They're fans, they're YouTube fans, they're, they're kids, they're this, that, and the other, and they're going to watch boxing now, and they're going to get into boxing. And then all of a sudden, Friday night fights, or what is it now, Saturday night fights on ESPN, all of a sudden, since all this triller and all this came up, that Saturday night fights that's on ESPN now, their ratings have skyrocketed. I'm sick of everybody saying that this is not good for boxing. It may not, it may be a, a mark on the face, but whatever. Boxing's had bad marks on them for years for people throwing fights and all that crap. This is good. You're bringing in new fans into your, into your sport. 
there's nothing better than bringing in new young fans into your sport as baseball because they don't have it and they need it now. All right. I, I, I have to definitely disagree with you here. Um, I, it's a, it's a, I just think it's a, a, a really, really, really bad look now. I, yeah, I'm probably not giving either of the Paul brothers the due that they deserve. So even say that they're training a ton, they're training professionally and they're training six hours a day and doing all the right stuff. Even with that, Logan Paul has fought one person. It wasn't a fighter. And he only because he's famous and there is a giant money grab is is fighting this exhibition fight against Floyd Mayweather, who I think is really stupid. Yeah, he's going to get a huge payday. Huge Absolutely. Payday. But I still think it's stupid. Now, do I think he's do I think Logan Paul is going to beat him? No, of course not. But He's a lot bigger. His punches are going to have a lot more power. He gets lucky and throws something that Mayweather ducks under and, and he throws it at a, at a different angle than Mayweather thinks he's going to or something. He, he clips Mayweather on accident, which can happen. And Mayweather gets knocked down, even gets knocked down. Doesn't even have to get knocked out, knocked down. That is going to make Floyd Mayweather look. I mean, it, it, that's a that's a huge mark against him for his his for his boxing. He's fifty and zero. He's never never lost a fight. After this match, he will still be fifty and zero. By the way, sure, right. No it's matter what count happens, as a right. But to get if he gets in the ring. With a Absolutely. person who is who is who is an, an a, a novice, we'll say a novice fighter, and gets hurt, gets knocked down, gets knocked out, anything, do, even just kind of doesn't look very good. I I think that's a a really bad thing for Floyd Mayweather. Um, All right, now I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, hold on. Can can I can oh, I? Oh, sorry. I thought I thought. No, that's great. I no, I did. I I I had a long pause because I take a long time to get my thoughts together. <laughs> I just want to address the thing about the fans bringing new fans in. Yes, please. The if the sport of boxing is not very good right now, and that's why not as many people are into it. This pay per view, even though there will be folks who aren't big boxing fans but our big Logan Paul fans, even if they buy the pay-per-view, they're not going to become boxing fans because of this fight. Logan Paul is probably going to look awful against Mayweather if Mayweather wants him to. If May it all depends on how Floyd Mayweather wants to handle this fight. Just like he did with, with Conor McGregor. Yeah. And he could have, he could have, beaten Conor McGregor in the first round if he wanted to, no question about Absolutely. it, I think. He picked the round. And so it depends on how he wants to do this. And I think he's going to play around with it. I think Floyd is going to play around. I think he's going to let it go a little while because people are paying for it, right? Absolutely. Um, I, I just don't think that 
people, young folks, whoever like Logan Paul are, are going to gravitate to boxing. And if they do, and they start watching Friday night fights, if Logan Paul's not on it, they're not. And if the sport's not good enough to follow on its own, it, they're not going to stick around. It's not like you're going to now it, the last, the last pay-per-view that Logan Paul fought on, which was the only one he brought in, I think it was like 1.2 million buys pay-per-view buys. The last one that Floyd Mayweather did like 4.3 million Floyd Mayweather is still a much, much bigger star than, uh, how do I want to put that actually? He still draws way more pay-per-view numbers, way bigger pay-per-view numbers than Logan Paul does. Absolutely. So I, I don't think this is going to be good for boxing by bringing more people on. It might work for some. It might. But this is not the fight that you want people to watch to get into boxing. It's not a fight at all, period. It's a, it's a, it's a brand. It's a guy brand new at it against a guy who is retired and getting older and was untouchable, unbeatable. And th that doesn't make sense. If Logan Paul fought 10 fights and he fought legitimate boxers and, and even in like fought his way up in those 10 fights and fought a, a, a boxer at his weight class for a title or for, a, for a, you know, one of the top three or four contenders or something like that, then it would make a little bit more sense. And then it might not be an act. It might not even be an exhibition at that point. I don't know. It but, wouldn't even be a fight because Floyd's not fighting that guy. Right. Which is another reason that's so dumb to me. I don't know. I, I just, I don't like that. It's, it is solely, solely for a money grab. I don't think they have, I don't think they care about bringing more fans into the sport. I really don't. I don't think Floyd cares about that. I don't think the promoters of this fight really care about that. I just don't, I think there's nothing good about this. It could be entertaining in some way for some reason. I just, I just can't stand how far apart this matchup is. Sure. But, 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 but the, you can't even expect a real fight. And it's, there's just nothing about it that appeals to me. I'll say that. Here's the, here's the problem. Here's the biggest problem. Right now in boxing, the biggest fights are these exhibitions now by to numbers. Make, well what do you mean what how else would i what else would i be talking about they're they're not the biggest i mean fight. obviously I mean, it's not a title fight if you're, the biggest yeah. fight's going to be a title fight right. i know if that but it's not but i mean I'm, I'm saying they're the biggest the biggest draw sorry let me put it that way the biggest draw in boxing right now mm -hmm. by far are these exhibition fights that tells you a little something about where boxing's at. Do I think Floyd Mayweather gives three craps right now because he's not a boxer anymore? He's retired. Do I, do I, and, and just the guy he is, do I think he really cares about bringing in new fans? Not even a little bit. Do I think the promoters care? I think they do care a little bit because the more people out there to buy the fight, obviously, the better they do as a promoter, the more money they make, blah, blah, blah. So I think there is something there. But just the, the inside world of boxing, from trainers to insiders, everybody else, should want this to work. Because if it works, 
and it's and Floyd does his thing and makes it go seven rounds. And then, you know, before it before, he you know, throws a couple flurries in there and then they call it. If he makes that happen and some people get excited because they're Logan Paul fans and he brings say he only brings in one point two of the four of this five million that comes to see it. That's one point two million fans that weren't watching that fight if it was Mayweather and McGregor or Mayweather and whoever else. All I'm saying is half of those guys, a quarter of those guys, any of those people go, ah, that was pretty cool. I kind of like that. I wonder what a real fight looks like. Because throughout the buildup to all of these, it's constantly built as, as not a real fight, right? I mean, it's the biggest talk throughout the whole thing. Well, this ain't a real fight. This ain't a real fight. This ain't a real fight. But if Mayweather does his thing, draws it out, makes it look like a good fight. Now these people want to stay. Whether they're staying for Logan Paul, continuing his his run at trying to be a boxer, or they stay because, oh, that was fun. I like to see that more often. And I'm telling you, these Saturday night fights always have one or two really, really good fights on that are entertaining and, 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 and just fun to watch. So now you got more people watching. And then when these title bouts come up, they're going to know who these people are now. And things are going to – I think that this can do more good than harm to the sport of boxing. I hope you're right because I, I, I really like boxing. I, it's one of those sports. It's one of those things that for years I have wanted so badly to get much deeper into and become a much bigger fan and know all these names and, and watch way more fights. And for some reason, I just never – get around to doing that i'll watch if there's boxing on and i'm not doing anything else and i see it on i'll stop and i'll watch a little bit maybe i'll watch a couple rounds or something if it's a decent fight i'll stick around with it but i i just i've never been able to get over that hump and and actually and really get into it deep um but i love the sport and i i, I did you know it sounds silly but like fitness boxing classes for, for yep. several years and and even through that i i ended up getting into a couple of times getting into um a little bit more serious stuff. Like I was never training to, to fight or anything like that, but I through those going to those gyms. I met people that were into it a little bit more serious. And I, and I, you know, I did like, you know, a little bit of sparring here and there and stuff like that. And I learned more about it beyond just the regular fitness classes mm-hmm. for a little while. So I, I loved, you know, and that's it all. That was all sparked from when I first started watching MMA and got into everything and then yep. got into the individual and so I, I do really love the sport. So I hope you're right. I hope you're right about that. I just don't, it just doesn't feel good to me. It just feels gross. It feels gross. You know, you know why it feels that way? Cause you're yeah, just another old man, dude. You're an old man. You got I, maybe, this old man thing going. You're, you're, it's, yeah, maybe I, it's, anyway. it's hard to, it's hard to watch that something that doesn't make any sense to me that they're only doing because they know they can make millions of dollars, but it doesn't, but it's not, it's not good. Like it's not a good thing, but they can make millions of dollars and maybe bring a few fans in who knows. Anyway, we need to jump on something that is, uh, that is going to be exciting here. I think we're going to, we're going to talk about this for a little bit. So we got to keep it moving. I just tell you this real quick. Yeah. Before we go to Mount Rushmore, there's a lot of silly things that would make me feel 
really bad that I would do for a million dollar money grab. And I'm just going to leave that at that. So I don't look bad oh. at that. I don't feel bad at them at all or look down upon them at all for going after a money grab, whether it looks good or looks bad or what. I, I would do that because I'm me. I would do that too, but, but, but I'm me and I make whatever I make in a year. So just because that they've got, just because they've already got a bunch of money, millions and millions of dollars. So just, just because they've already got a bunch of money that they shouldn't keep going after more. I'll tell you this. I say Joey Votto, Joey Votto uh, wins an MVP. You know what? You've already got a few million dollars. Just, just take a pay cut or don't, when you sign your next contract, you won the MVP. Eh, you don't need all that much more. You don't need a bunch more money. Well, you play for another couple. You're going to play for a while. Just take less money. Help us out. Mm, he's competing against all the best players though every day. So, but anyway, I I I would I might uh, go skydiving for a million dollars. You would have to pay me a million dollars to go skydiving. I know. Oh, I absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm with you on bucks that. or a hundred bucks or whatever they. Pay no chance. Pay. I I would have to be paid probably a million or more to do it myself. We are in I, the same boat on that one. Good. Thank you. If I if I already had a million, two million, three million, I it's not worth the risk anymore. It's it's a silly thing that I don't even want to do. So even if you offered me a million, if I had 3 million and you offered me a million more, nah, I'm good. Okay. Well, risk reward though, right? Uh, yeah. So you're talking about jumping out of a perfectly good airplane that you already were scared to do anyway. Maybe. And you're talking to these guys, which is, is you're talking to these guys, good parachute. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to these guys who every day, box every day they're sparring every day they do this so yeah if you're saying i've got tens and 20 i got i got hundreds of millions of dollars and you're going to give me another 50 for going out and boxing in an exhibition uh yeah in a heartbeat maybe uh, maybe i would too who knows if you were that's because jumping out of an airplane is not what you do so if you were a if you were a retired uh, a flavor specialist and you made millions of dollars and you're retired and somebody came back and was like, look, man, you come over here and do a couple taste tests for us. Look, I mean, it's probably gonna be nasty and it's probably not going to be that good, but we'll give you a couple more million dollars to do it. You're going to go and you're going to do it. I hate my job so much right now. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here's something though. Can't win for losing. We love you and I love talking about things from the past, things from our childhood, yes. things that we have loved in our lives. And uh, so that brings us to our Mount Rushmore this week. And that is the Mount Rush Mount Rushmore of board games. Board games. I love it. Uh, so Chris, give me your four give me your ones on the on the, the your fringe ones give me give me give me the ones that cycle through your mind and then give me your top four okay so tons of them obviously cycle through my mind because as a kid growing up we played all kinds of of um board games or just games in general right uh we played all kinds of, of games that came in a box we'll say 
So not necessarily all had to be board games, right? Didn't we make that? Like as long as it didn't have a deck of cards, like deck of cards doesn't count, but like King, Queen, 10, but you know, games. Right. So anyway, besides the point. So I went through a bunch and I remember playing a game over at your house and I think it was called Bed Bugs. I can't remember what it was called. Do you remember that game where you had to put the bugs together? You had to draw cards and you had to get like a leg and then you got to pick a leg up and then you was get it the cooties? body. Cooties. I, that's what it was. Cooties. I wanted to call it bed bugs. It was called cooties. That was what that was called. Anyway, games like that started fluttering through my head, right? And, and cooties was a great game. Uh, I played Pretty Pretty Princess with my sister and our and our my cousins for, yeah, you included with your daughter, not daughter, sorry, your your sister. Pick the nose. Well done. Um, oh, that one disappeared up in it. <laughs> you got way <laughs> up in My finger's so deep into the nose, you can't see. Yes. So um, anyway, uh, tons of games like that came to my mind. So I'm going to go with my top four. And I got to go with Kerplunk. It's probably my all-time favorite game. Uh, after that would be Don't Break the Ice. And then now I started having trouble, right? I started having trouble here. And I was thinking about how I was having trouble figuring out between the next few. And I remembered that's my third favorite, Trouble, by far. We used to play the game of life at my house all the time. I never liked, I mean, I, I didn't really like that game, but my family played it. So that's not on here. Um, so from there, those are, those are the top three. Then I started going, uh, I had Crossfire. Remember Crossfire? Yes. Where you shoot the marbles back and forth. That was so great. Um, but I ended up sticking, and, and I could go back here. I mean, you got Battleship. You got so many games like that, right? And back in, we've got a whole closet filled with games. Half of them have never been opened. Monopoly, Risk. There's all kinds of games that take too long and are no fun. <laughs> Cards Against Humanity is super fun, and the expansion packs crack me up. I laugh so hard playing that game with, uh, like, my mother-in-law or, like, my sister-in-law, people like that, like, like people that, like, I want to make them say, I want, I want to make them read this card out loud just so I can hear them say it out loud. Love that. But I didn't want to put that in the top because there are so many games like that now. So what I put in there, because I love, there's a ton of games. There's this like meme game. Everything's based off of that where you put a card in the middle and everybody throws a card at it and then you read it and pick the one you like the best, right? There's a ton of games like that now but it all stemmed from one and that's what I'm putting as the fourth one apples to apples. All of those games are just stems off of apples to apples. Okay. So don't break the ice kerplunk trouble apples to apples. I'll tell you what you mentioned a couple things. there. great pools by you that I didn't even think about crossfire. Kerplunk is an amazing is an amazing call out by you. The um, first three I wrote down yesterday, I said I was writing them down last week. Yeah. Yesterday, last week, don't break the ice. Sticks game with marbles because I couldn't remember what it was called. Kerplunk, 
and crossfire. Those are the first three things I wrote down. Right on, man. That's a good, that's a good Mount Rushmore there. Um, I, the first one that came to my mind when we first mentioned this last week, uh, and, it, and it's probably first on my list, and really only because it's the game that I played the most as a kid, was Candyland. Oh, that's a good one. I, I put Candyland for sure on here. Um, the rest of them were hard. Look, going through these, there are a lot of games and, and, and several that I liked and everything, but I, I realized I wasn't that much of a, of a board game player. I, not as much as I thought I might have been. Um, we did play Kerplunk a lot, though. We did play Don't Break the Ice a lot. We played. Mm-hmm. We, had a, we had a game called Ants in the Pants. And it was ants like, in the Pants. And you had to like mm-hmm. ants up into it. Uh, uh, what else do we have? You know, Battleship, you mentioned that we played that a lot as kids. Um, man, it was, it, there were a bunch of good ones. I had to go Candyland. And then I, there are a couple here that I, I haven't really played a lot. But I think as an adult, they would be my favorites if I took the time to actually play them, relearn them, first of all, and play them. Um, chess is one. That's one. I have I have a chess set, but I, I you know it's a really cheap one or whatever. But um, because I, I I got it a long time ago and thought I'm gonna I'm gonna relearn how to play. I, re- I learned as a kid or whatever and hardly ever played and then forgot it all. Um, but I, I guess I'm gonna put that in there. Um, cause it's, it, you know, it makes you think trivial pursuit is sounds and looks like a boring game, but I, I really like trivia. I'm not good at it, but I really like it. And to incorporate that into a game, I, I, I like that a lot. So I think I'm going to go with that. Um, just because I haven't played a lot of the mousetrap was a big, we had mousetrap. Yes. Um, that was, that was one that was fun when you got to uh make it all go go down but then yeah. you had to set it all back up it was the worst i hate that's why i hated that game because you had to <laughs> set it all back up <laughs> um you know checkers is a classic i wrote down dominoes dominoes would be a good one but i mm. never played dominoes the right way we had dominoes as kids and we set them up in a line and knocked them down Knock- and made patterns and stuff like that we i love we spent hours doing that stuff over covid over covid i got i downloaded a dominoes app and i learned how to play dominoes and i played dominoes for like two months and i completely forget how to play now dude there's like 500 different ways to play dominoes yes as a matter of fact same during covid in november my family went on a little weekend trip together and uh they had at this cabin we were staying in they had a set of dominoes there and I spent an hour and a half on my phone one night learn, trying to learn how to play dominoes, but there are so many different ways, so many different explanations yep. and, and rules and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this is, I'm not smart enough to get this. Um, eventually I think I kind of got it and we sort of tried to play like one game and it went away quickly enough. It's then- hard. Cause you got to like, look at all the ends and figure yeah. out how many numbers there are is a lot of there's a lot of math involved that's why the app is way better because you throw the domino out there and it goes Bling! you got eight points <laughs> oh nice um I, I i ended up having a fun time setting them up 
in 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 uh patterns and then having the kids hit the first one and watching them go and they got a huge kick yeah. out of that and that was my favorite part so um i didn't so that's why i didn't i couldn't add dominoes because i never really played it right jenga is is another classic that's pretty good classic um man a lot of large them, wooden but, tower we call it large wooden tower large wooden tower. i bought a i bought a set but i couldn't afford the jenga so i bought large wooden tower <laughs> okay you got the i still have it i still have it to this day you got the large wooden tower the kroger brand uh jango yeah, huh? it was the aldi's i'm pretty sure it was aldi's Aldi. or dollar that store no or sense. something like that <laughs> big, kroger's the, got jango man come on yeah, kroger's got, has jango big lots has big wooden tower <laughs> big lots has large wooden tower exactly. Drug emporium has big wooden tower <laughs> um I'm going Candyland. I'm going chess. I'm going Trivial Pursuit. And my last one, I'm going another one as a boring adult that needs the brain exercise because it's rotting away. I'm going Scrabble. Oh, I hate Scrabble. I can't spell. I'm terrible at spelling. That's I used spelling to play. was one of my few decent things. So that's what. We had a game that we played at my mom and dad's house for years and when I was in like high school and got older and I can't remember what it was called, but they had you either landed on like something you had to do math for or something that was like with music or sports. It was brain something, something brain, brain something. Anyway, brain I can remember what, or something like that. Something like that, maybe. Yeah. That and then we played go to the head of the class <laughs> when I was little. Yeah. And uh I was so bad at that game. I always lost. It's always in the back of the classroom. I don't uh, I don't remember anything about that game except for that you guys had it. Oh yeah. <laughs> the only thing I remember. We played, that. It all. we played my mom made us play it all the time. I think that was her way of trying to make trying to help me and Melinda get some get some education. <laughs> all, all right. right. Okay. Well, that was good. That was really good. I uh, that 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 that's that that was good. Uh, good Mount Rushmore. So, let's move on then to the last segment of the day, and let's go with the one and only Josh Blue Broccoli. Adam, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Thank you. Uh, Okay, I, I I I saw this when it first came out. What two years ago, something like that. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. No, no. I would have picked something different. I, that's why I was so excited about it because I knew how good. Oh, it was. okay, okay. <laughs> I was so happy to watch it again, and even more happy after I watched it because, and while I was watching it, because it was even funnier than I remembered the first time. It was a oh, long enough God. time had passed that I didn't remember all the jokes. And to watch that again, I got to feel like I was sort of watching it for the first time again. Josh Blue is an amazing comic. He is an amazing comic. And I just, Chris, this was, I only wrote down one joke because I could have written down every single joke because this was one that I laughed the entire time. I laughed the whole entire show. Stomach hurt laugh. Like, like sides hurting laugh, like actually hurt word laughing. Yeah. Usually I'm like, yes. if, if something's funny on a, on a, on a special and I'm sitting there watching it by myself, I'm usually like, 
or, you know, that's good. Oh man, yeah. I like that. that's a good joke. Little chuckle. If it's a really good joke, no, his, his material and the way he performs it oh. and things that he talks about, I had me, I was watching it. I hope, you know, nobody ever uh, from work ever listens to this, but I was watching it while I was working working today and uh it just brought me so much joy in an otherwise awful abyss of work um and i stopped and leaned back in my chair and laughed hard enough where i had to catch my breath afterwards (laughs) and i just it was so funny and that the the thing that made me laugh the most was the (laughs) That's what he was talking about when he was like outside in the alley, outside the the uh, comedy place or whatever he was doing the show at, and smoking smoking some weed. And he heard a voice say, "Do you need some sweatpants?" <laughs> it was this homeless guy dragging a big a big garbage bag of clothes, thinking that Josh Blue was also a homeless guy. Batteries batteries sweatpants what else was in there yeah. I, I don't remember what there, i can use but... batteries i got this damn chirping thing the the i'm gonna tell you right now oh yeah. go ahead sorry 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 sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, all the callbacks yeah i know oh so and then he, the, the the homeless guy wants wants a hit of his of his weed which apparently he was smoking out of some pipe or something like that and he said, and Josh Blue's like, I, basically, I didn't really want to let the guy do it, but I was like, uh, okay. So he takes the pipe, looks Josh Blue up and down, and starts wiping it off on his homeless sweatshirt. <laughs> so then they start passing it back and forth, and they're both wiping it off because they both <laughs> think the other is gross enough. <laughs> and that was my favorite part of the whole thing i had um, to mute that because i was laughing too hard and it would ruin your whole conversation no it, it was i mean this was just this is this oh i have to put this up there with some of the very very best not only that we've talked about but that i've ever seen specials i mean talking about some of Chappelle's stuff some of carlin's stuff some of any of the, the Kings of comedy, this is up there with those. And that is why I gave it a 4.7. Out of five. Out of five. Out of five ha's, I give it a four, 4.7 ha's. Ha, 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 ha. That is incredible. Is that the highest grade you've ever given? I feel like it's very close. I may have given a four point. I feel like I might've given a 4.9 for the Kings of comedy. I'm giving out a couple Maybe fives, some, haven't I? Else. Have I given out two fives? I think you, yeah. I think you gave out a five or two. Yeah, I think I've given out a five or two. I'm just going to tell you right now. Go back to the page from the other day. Oh. <laughs> I think I saw 5.0. 5.0, brother. I laughed so hard the chirping of the he takes really funny things and he can make i don't know i don't know if it's his crazy eyes i think it's his crazy eyes in the way he looks around and then he started doing the pointing i don't know what where they point with their lips or whatever he said they do because yeah, yeah. it's disgraceful and the rest of the rest of the show 
he would do that weird thing with his lips. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Adam, you have no idea how hard I was laughing. Aaron had to come downstairs. I was like, while she had the girls upstairs. And she said, I thought you were talking to somebody laughing that hard. <laughs> I. Oh, I'm laughing right now. I, I didn't write any jokes down because I couldn't. I couldn't write. I couldn't write. I had to stop. I had to pause it a couple times because I was laughing so loud. It was over top of the sound. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to please everyone. And and I knew when I pulled, when I was like scrolling through trying to find something and that popped up and I saw him, his, what do you call him, the, the, the curly haired whatever and the shaky mother blah 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 so he's got cerebral palsy right right and he talks about it constantly and it's super funny and i'm going to tell you right now i challenge anyone to watch this special and not not be so focused when he passes over the microphone into the palsy hand out of his semi good hand I, i dare anyone not I, not to just stare at that hand the whole time and go, no chance he keeps that microphone in there. No chance. I watched that microphone like a hawk. I wanted to see what was going to happen to that thing. He is so good. At one point in time, he said, what did he say? He said, in 10 years, I'm, in 10 years when you guys all find out I never had balls in you're going to be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> he said, he was talking about Michael J. Fox. And he, he said, I've been try, I've tried to get to so many, so many movie roles. I've been to so many auditions and I can't, he said, he said, I can't get any of them. Jay Fox gets them all. <laughs> and everybody kind of sat there for a minute and nobody was really, you could tell like the crowd was not into that joke and he didn't get, he didn't care. He just kept pushing through and he had the perfect ending to the joke when he said, when he said, what? Hey, he deserves it. That's what you get. For, there's got to be repercussions for going back and forth through the future that many times. <laughs> that, that, and, he, and when he had his Teen Wolf, figure he's got to get some shots for that. <laughs> <laughs> and that reminds me, oh. when he was, another one of my favorite parts was when he was talking about how he couldn't get roles, you know, regular yeah. roles because of his cerebral palsy. They won't give him like, you know, main character roles. And he said, he said, why can't Spider-Man have cerebral palsy? He shot it all over himself. And then he started licking himself he like a cat again. He shot like, the web at his own face. <laughs> he said, he said when he was talking about that same thing, he said, the other thing is, you know, what are the only roles I can audition for are cerebral palsy roles. I can't even get those because usually they go to normal people who act out cerebral palsy better than I do. (laughs) So bad, but so good. I love, you have to be able to make fun of yourself. If you can't laugh at things that have happened to you in your life, especially things you have no control over, then we talk about it all the time in this. This dude is the epitome of that. And I, I would love to hang out with this guy for a day you said you went and watched him in a show got super wet in the front row from all the saliva that came flying out of his mouth but i'm going to tell you the guy is phenomenal if you get a chance ever to go see this guy watch any of us he had one special we was talking about eating spaghetti eating spaghetti with his kid when one of his kids were first born and i'm going to tell you right now it's one of the 
his wife his wife left him alone to feed his daughter. He had to feed his daughter spaghetti, and he's talking about she came back and there's meatballs on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you're supposed to feed her, not not let her feed herself." And he's like, "I'd never even got a bite to her mouth." <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the dude's one of the funniest guys out there. That was so great. I'm so happy we watch out. Yeah, me too. The the first time I ever saw him was on, I think it was one of the first seasons of um um uh, what's the, the show for comedians? Uh uh something laugh, make me laugh or uh, last yeah. laugh. It, but it's like a competition show. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the first time I saw Burt Kreischer. It's the first time I saw uh, a few a few people, but Josh Blue. That was the first time I saw him, and um, he was he just blew me away. He was so funny, and every single time I've seen him since then, it's been that funny. Like it, yeah. I've I've never seen him had a have a rough set, have a just okay set. He's been really funny every single time I've seen him. Every special, every little clip, every you know, see him in person, man, this guy is really good. I probably does not get talked about enough with the, with some of the best guys, you mm -hmm. know, the, the Sam Marils and Mark Normans and those guys now, I mean, and he gets so happy when he brings a joke back in the whole, in the, in the, in the crowd remembers them. That's my favorite part. Remember, remember <laughs> you guys remembered. <laughs> Oh my God. Why has he got a hooker in his bedroom with his kids in the house? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or on the roof. That was what it was. Yeah, go up on a roof. Just look out for a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing the roofing for him. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you guys right now. So good. And all that stuff that we just said, it's not even a spoiler alert because it, it, it's not even a spoiler because there's so much more that's going to make you laugh in this. Oh show. yeah. It's absolutely the way we said it. I'm sure is not even close to how he, he just have his has a way you got to see him. Um, he, he would be funny enough to listen to an album, but you, this is a guy you have to see. Oh yeah. To really experience the full, how funny he really is. Okay. Good job, Josh blue. Um, that's a, that's, that's a, nosebleeds hall of fame special oh, yeah. there for sure so next week i'm gonna go um by suggestion from one of our listeners right that's right yeah we had uh we had uh, carson Cagle, big country get on uh youtube put a little comp he's been commenting a bunch on youtube here lately and uh left one out for us and we appreciate that carson uh, so we are going to take that, that suggestion and go with Cam Bertrand. Bertrand, Bertrand, however you say that. First time I'm seeing this guy. So yep. um, he has a special on YouTube from not too long ago, Your Best Friend Sucks is the title of it. Uh, it, it I, it's the title of the video. However, if you're looking at the, the, the picture on YouTube, the title looks like it should be your dumb friend. Mm -hmm. So look for either one of those, but look for one of those, your dumb friend, your best friend sucks, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, and this is, if you're a person that, because I've, I've known a couple of people that I've talked to about this, these comedy specials that definitely prefer clean comics. 
Um, and so if you're one of those, I think this is going to be one of those because uh, the a lot of his stuff is on dry bar comedy. And I think that's a typically like a clean comedy comedy oh, okay. channel or whatever. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's going to be this. Uh, I'm excited for it. It, it comes as a suggestion, as a recommendation, I should say. And uh, so uh, we're happy to do it. I'm excited. Let's make it happen. So Cam Bertrand is going to be there, which means I have to choose. No, I chose Candy. Didn't I? Cho- no, you chose board games. That was me, yeah. Um, so um, here's what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Something uh, near and dear. No, I was going to do toilet paper brands. I decided, I decided against it. Um, we did wrestlers, right? Did we do wrestlers? Yeah, we did wrestlers. wrestlers. Yeah. Um, okay, got it. By the way, I got to tell you something after this. Go ahead. Okay. Mount Rushmore, your Mount Rushmore. Not who, this is not, this is not because I don't know who they are. This is not the Mount the Mount Rushmore of tennis players. Tennis players? This is going to be your Mount Rushmore of tennis players. Male or female. All time. Okay. That's funny. I was just uh just talking last week to a, a good friend of mine who is I, I met through basketball and I, I coach with him and I'm, I'm, you know, all, all of our uh, dealings are in basketball and he's the biggest basketball guy I know maybe. And um, found out that he's a huge tennis guy, knows like everything about it, knows all, I've known him for 15 years, had no idea, just found out huge. Tennis are, we talking, guy. are you talking about, you talking about the head coach of the, of the JV basketball team? No, no, not the JV, the uh, varsity basketball. You're talking about, okay. Because when you first said it, I was like, I know who I think he's talking about. And that, that I've known him for a long time. There's no tennis involved there, but I can totally see that with, with, uh, with the other guy. The guy you were thinking about actually just asked me today how you are doing and how your parents are doing. So, oh, good. Well, you tell him everybody's good. And, and uh, yeah, I saw his dad. I saw his dad. Uh, uh, I want to say it was, Right before COVID hit, uh, at the at the Kroger's, and yeah. uh, and I think I told you about that. Yeah, talked to him for a while. He was talking about your guys' basketball and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, so anyway, tennis players next week. That's going to be fun. Um, my tennis player. Okay. All right. All yeah. Right. Tennis man. Through. I got them all tennis ready. That's right. Let's make it happen. Super right. excited. Can't wait. All right. So we got. Uh, who knows what else? Oh, next week. We will not be here next week. I'm going to Vegas. Got my shots. I'm all shot up. I'm ready to live the ready to live it up, baby. Let's go. I'm still bringing my mask. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not going to act like there's nothing like just because I got a shot that nothing can happen to anybody and it's all over with. So all you people out there, I'll bring my mask with me still. I'm going to problem with that. <laughs> but I'm ready to go. Never been to Vegas before. Uh, oh, you know what else? Shoot. We should have talked about this before, but this Saturday, one of my favorite days of the year, Derby Day. Oh. Churchill Downs, the Kentucky Derby, is this Saturday. There you go. 
that's one of the weirdest things to me. I, so many people would just really get into that. And I just, I, it's like, uh, I mean, it's like water polo day. I, I, I just, to me, I, I just can't, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it's a huge, huge deal and we don't live too far from where they do it all. And mm-hmm. the whole world stops, you know, for, 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 uh, what do they call it? Uh, for the most exciting, so many seconds of sports or something two like minutes. that. Two, two minutes, minutes, two minutes, yep. two minutes. <clears throat> um, most exciting two minutes in sports. Most exciting two minutes in sports. Yep. For everybody except Adam. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I, <clears throat> I race turtles for all I care, you know. I, I, there you go, bro. Be the but, exciting, uh, most exciting hour in sports. The, the one thing I wanted to you, – you started talking – you mentioned wrestlers. Oh, yeah. I, in the last couple of weeks, I have – I don't know where I've been. I'm like – finding out about all these incredible things like way late. I do that all the time. A comedian that we both really like a lot. He's one of my favorite, for sure. One of my favorites. The more I listen to him, the more I like him. Dan Soder. Yes. I have, I, I, I subscribe to, I now listen to the bonfire every single day. I didn't subscribe to XM. They just put pool part of it and put it out as a podcast every day. So I listen to that. He and Big J Ogerson are incredible. As a matter of fact, I think Big J is in Cincinnati this weekend, I want to say, or maybe it was last weekend or something. Is he really with Taylor Tomlinson? Uh, is he with Taylor Tomlinson? Because Taylor she's, Tomlinson, she's I think. right before or after him. She's either okay. next next week or was last week. Or no, the- maybe she was last week. You're right. She was last week. She was on. You're right. That was last week. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Dan Soder, I've, I've just found, I don't know how I haven't, how it took me so long. He does. Everybody does a Macho Man Randy Savage impression. Absolutely, no one, no one has ever done it as well as Dan Soder. Dan Soder has that voice. He can do a lot of impressions, mm-hmm. and he's got a he's got a voice. He can do voiceover work for the rest of his life. He's got he's got that deep voice, and he can use yep. it. I mean, he's he's really good. His Macho Man. I'm giving you that homework, and I will even send you the videos. But and anybody listening to this, if you know who Macho Man Randy Savage is, if you're a wrestling fan from from then, because he's the biggest wrestling fan in the universe. He does wrestling podcasts. He does. I mean, he is obsessed with it from and he's around our age from back then in like the late 80s, early 90s to now. He's still that into it. Um, I watch wrestling still now with my son. So I love that. I like getting into the new stuff now. That's right. Um. So anyway, his macho man blew me away. A couple of weeks ago, I saw it. And I've watched the same six videos like 10 times each since then. It's just, it's so good. All right. All right. So before we end this podcast, we each have to do a macho man impression. Oh, God. You got after to you give, li- you got to give. After you listen to you, Dan Soders, you're like, I can't even come close to doing a macho well, man. Well, good. Good. Because I've never listened to it yet. So I need your macho man impression. I need it right now. Your best one. Let's get it. Oh, man. I could never do it without laughing. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Come on, brother. You got this. You got this.
I can't think of anything to say except for, except for I pulled this off to say cream rises to the top <laughs> from his famous. That's the only thing I can say. <laughs> cream rises to the top from when he pulled that creamer out from nowhere in, the, in his, in his interview. And he had a creamer and he talked about it for a second and then just threw it on the ground. And mean Gene just looked down, like looked at the creamer on the ground for a second. <laughs> he threw it on there and just kept, kept the microphone up. Uh, I I don't I can't do impressions I can't do them. All right, I'm not doing it either. Then no, I, 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 no, I'm not. I'm not. If you're not gonna be, I, if I can't guarantee that I get one in return, then I'm not. I'm not gonna go out on a limb. I'll just tell you that Dan Soders is like he he does the he doesn't do the the loud macho man when he like his little outbursts, you know, see, he that's does. my favorite macho man. He does the, he does it the is, soft talking macho man. Yeah. He does the little guy. He, does right? the soft talk. he can do the, he can do the, and he, he picks the right times to do it. And he's really good yeah. at that too, but he's so good. His voice is just so uh, like, <laughs> he's just, yeah. Hogan. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't, I, I don't know what to say. You do it. No, I got nothing. If you can't do it, I'm not doing it because I can't guarantee a response that I'm not putting my macho man out there. I'm I not did, doing I did it. three seconds of one. I told you the cream rises to the top and I threw my bottle cap down. I don't know where you learned to tell time. But you saying the cream rises to the top is about a second, not three. <laughs> Yeah. So here you go. All right. Uh-huh. You gotta say yeah, brother. He does, you gotta give it to the brother, does. right? You gotta you gotta give it. Mm, uh, mm, yeah. uh. <laughs> I don't have the voice for it, I don't think. It's hard. It's hard. You gotta you gotta smoke quite a few heaters, I feel like, in your lifetime to be able to to pull out the macho man. Yeah, you definitely Soder was a longtime smoker. Yep. I don't I don't even know. I'm be honest with you, I don't even know where I would start. Only thing I ever do is yeah, brother. That's the only thing I ever know. Yeah, it's a, a, a oh man. I, I'm just I'm gonna tell everybody I know about. I'm looking Dan it Soder's up. Macho I'm gonna man. watch it. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Sorry. All right. So homework. Uh, Dan Soder, Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, you got to go to Cam Bertrand. Uh, my friend sucks. We've got Mount Rushmore of tennis players, and we'll throw some sports in there to go with it. Two that'll weeks. Be, that'll be in two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks, two weeks. So there you go. And, and in two we weeks, will... definitely a walking story, and definitely as many Las Vegas stories that you will be uh, that you oh, have liberty yes. to discuss. I might be. Well, I'm going. I mean, not it's no, 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 nothing crazy. It's not like some boys trip where I got you know whatever stays in trip. Vegas happens yeah. in Vegas or whatever. So yeah, we'll be fine. I got. I'll guarantee whatever stories. I'll be ready to tell some stories. I guarantee. You. I'm going there specifically for the people watching. I've heard the people watching is the best in Vegas, mm-hmm. and I need it. I want it. I want good people watching. So if you if you throw any if you throw a couple quarters down on a game here and there, I want to know what games. If you do any NBA games or Major League Baseball games, I will 100 percent be in a sports book somewhere. I'll let you know what my record goes, what my record is while I'm in there. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll write them all down. I'll write them all down. I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you each game dates. I might even do some, I might bet a couple of ponies depending on what's going on. We'll see what kind of day races we got going on, but we'll see what happens. I'll be there the day after 
the Kentucky Derby. So I'm sure it's going to suck. There's going to be nobody there. Everybody will be gone. So I'll probably miss all the good stuff, but it is what it is. All right. So till then, two weeks from now, we will talk to everybody then. Don't forget to turn your headlights on.